You know, with the images that are on that video, I've told my kids that one day we will look back on this time, right? And there will probably be a matter, a number of reflections and feelings and emotions that's associated with it, but I think it's safe to say that 2020 has proven to be a very interesting and unique year. And we just felt that as we put together our teaching plan for later this fall, that it would be so good to know that something that we're all presently wearing is also something that we would brand this series as we continue this Beyond the Mass series that is really intended to look beyond the surface of things, beyond the things that maybe we readily see or recognize. We're asking this question, we're asking the question, how are you doing really? I mean, how are you doing? We recognize that every area that we're touching on in this five-week series, each one of them tends to affect the others. We've asked, how is your spiritual health, your practice of silence and solitude, your willingness to regularly look to Scripture and study what God's Word says, your willingness to continue to surrender to the Lord in your spiritual relationship? We've asked, how is your relational health? your interpersonal connections with each other that are always needed but are certainly so needed in the experience we're walking through. How about your mental health, which was last Sunday's subject? God has designed you, and he intends for you to have a sound mind, as Scripture says, when we deal with issues like anxiety, and panic and depression, there is a tendency to feel that we are just falling prey to our human weaknesses. When, but, but I would suggest to you as Jim Hunt, our counselor, as he joined me in last Sunday's message, that I think when we're willing to seek help, especially as it relates to our mental health, that that really is a sign of godly wisdom. It's not a matter of human weakness. We need to seek God. We need to be asking these questions. God, what do you see in me? What do you see for me? For us to be reminded of how God sees us, how God sees our circumstances. And as the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians 4, he says, in all things that are positive and worthy, think on such things. Well, this morning we turn our attention to physical health. Literally, how are we doing with our bodies? Always a fun subject to unpack. It's probably been four years ago or so since I devoted a message to this, but as we look holistically at our lives, we recognize that the spiritual the relational, the mental, the physical, and next Sunday, the emotional. They all play into us answering this question, how am I doing, really? Well, we have some opportunities to see this from a little different angle, and I want to invite you for a few moments to turn your attention to the screens as our C3 Family Ministry gives us a little different slant with Alejandro, our luchador, okay? So take a look at the screens.
Oh, hi, kids. Here we are again. Today, we are going to be talking about how to keep our bodies healthy. Hmm, but first, why do you think it's important to keep our bodies healthy? I'm going to give you time for thinking. why it's important to keep our bodies healthy is because God has given us just one body for our whole life. We cannot go to the grocery store and get a replacement body. No! Or we cannot order online. It's just one body for your whole life. Did you know that God calls our body holy? And did you know that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? And we receive it from God. Therefore, we have to honor God with our bodies. Luchadores can do amazing things with their bodies, but that doesn't happen overnight. Do you think that luchadores are playing video games all day long? Or they are in their couches, eating potato chips and watching YouTube videos? No, they have to train, they have to practice, they have to get their bodies strong for the fight. Let me show you what luchadores can do after all of that practice. have one more scripture for you today. It's in 1 Corinthians 9.25. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Bye. I want to thank uh, Alejandro for his energetic display of the, the physical health. I was trying to think, I remember when I was back in my 20s and 30s and still not doing that, right? So I so, I so appreciate his willingness and his wife, Kaya, who uh, kind of co-directs uh, them together in our children's ministry. Kaya was the one behind the camera, so I want to give her the camera cred as well. But it does give us a perspective in the outdoors of some of the things that we need to talk about as it relates to the physical and our physical health. Now, call it the pandemic effect, if you will, our rhythms have been anything but typical. 
And you know, I think it's in, in unusual times, in stressful and uncertain times, that maybe it's easy for us to lose sight of our goals, even as it relates to our physical bodies. When it comes to our physical self, we're tempted to think that, you know, well, it's, it's not a forever thing what I'm doing. I'm just going to kind of cope with this space and I'm going to do what I need to do and what I consume and what I do with my body because it's not a forever thing. But I think we all recognize that how we function in each of these areas beyond the mask, if you will, one affects the other and if we don't feel that we're in a good place physically it very quickly creeps into other areas of our lives the apostle paul addresses the culturally adopted way of thinking that was in his day when in first corinthians 6 he says everything is permissible for me but then paul notes not everything is beneficial Hear that again. Everything is permissible for me, Paul says, but not everything is beneficial. He then goes on to challenge the believers in the physical in verses 19 and 20, a scripture that Alejandro had cited. Paul shares these words. He says, do, not, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Paul reminds his audience, don't take the treatment of your body lightly. It is, in fact, the Holy Spirit temple. Now let me ask you, how are you doing at caring for your temple? And some who might feel a lot of confidence about their bodies go, finally, pastor, you're recognizing this temple that I've been trying to tell my whole family about, taking care of the temple. But I would guess that for most of us, we hear that reference of temple to our physical bodies is like, oh, hold on a second. But I think we need to ask this question. If we are followers of Jesus, if we are, in fact, as Paul says, the, this temple for the Holy Spirit, how are we doing in caring for this temple? Of course, we're to love the Lord our God with all that we are, and that includes, amongst other things, our strength our ability to honor God with our physical bodies, our strength. So our commitment to our physical health is undoubtedly important. It's really about committing to a lifestyle and how we approach our physical selves. Safe to say there is no quick fix. Our commitment to physical health has to be sustained over the long term. It's not a short-term fix, and it's not simply a short-term solution either. We recognize if we're going to be healthy, if we're going to be fulfilled in our physical lives, it means committing to some lifestyle changes. Many of us have walked through that, haven't we, as we get older in life, the things that we got away with when we're younger, the things that I see my, my sons and my daughter get away from, the, get away with in college and the things that they might consume, I'm thinking, man, just to be back there. I think it was the Christian comedian Tim Hawkins that says, why is it when the very time in life when we can afford whatever we want, we can't consume whatever we want? 
right? I think God might have been up to something there. He knew that when we might not be able to afford it way back when was a time we could probably have it and then vice versa for our own well-being. I want to concentrate in our remaining time and I don't know that there's in, in three primary areas, and I wouldn't say that there's going to be anything probably earth-shattering in this message today other than very important reminders, and they are as much challenges to me as I'm sure they are for many of us. If we're going to be fulfilled, if we're going to be successful, if you will, in our physical health, it has to start with healthy eating. Healthy eating, right? making right choices, caring about what you consume, and knowing that what you consume is not always going to be and oftentimes isn't the most convenient thing to consume. Making right choices. It's about choosing healthy options. If we were to boil it down in very practical terms, many of us know and many of us are probably striving for, well, I know I need to do smaller portions, right? I know I need to, I need to choose good snacks and healthy snacks. I know that I should limit sweets and good luck with that, right, as we head into the holidays and drink plenty of water. I mean, as a very simple recipe of some healthy options, that will get you a, a, quite a ways in healthy eating. Paul puts it this way in Ephesians 5.29, because the scripture does speak to this. Paul says, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. We are called to feed and we are called to care for our body and to make wise choices. And part of that wise choice is what we consume and what we eat. So let me ask, how are you doing in the eating area? And I'm not asking you to answer out loud, right? Not asking for you to put it on your digital connection card. But how are you doing in that eating area or even in the drinking matter for, for that matter? Are your actions, are your practices excessive in any way? Would they be deemed as unhealthy choices? Because if we're going to take care of this physical self, if we're going to be fulfilled in our physical health, it starts with healthy eating. That's ouch number one, right? We won't even call them points today. Ouch number two. But it's not just a matter of, those, the, of, of our eating choices. Fulfillment or success in our physical health also requires some regular exercise, right? You're not going to go home with a plan today from the pastor, okay? As far as I'm not going to hand you a sheet as you walk out the door today because principally we need to just be on the same page and we have to make those decisions for ourselves. Regular exercise means that we make a plan and we're willing to stick with it. We don't just make a plan and then abandon it a couple days into it. What a challenge during this pandemic. Many of us have had to adapt to getting our exercise somewhere around our home. I know for us at home, we've turned part of the garage into an exercise area, and we're trying to have at least options of some strength training along with some cardio stuff. And all of us may not have the same kind of options, but we have to explore ways that we can get some regular exercise, especially during a time when there is so much stress that's pressing down on us, so much uncertainty and a change of rhythm. But it's certainly possible. 
to get some simple equipment, maybe at your home. If you have two you know, levels of your home that you can go ahead and walk the flights of stairs and do some stair stepping literally to, to, uh, to maybe do some crunches, whatever it may be. I'm not some health expert and I'm not a trainer, so I'm not gonna attempt to just give you some recipe. But if we're gonna take care of our physical selves, it not only comes with healthy eating, but it comes with some regular exercise. In 1 Corinthians, in chapter 9, verses 24 and 25, Paul talks about the athletes, specifically the runners. Again, a scripture that we've already cited. These athletes who compete at a very high level, and Paul encourages the believers there in 1 Corinthians, much like these athletes, these runners, he says, run in such a way as to get the prize. For everyone who competes in the games goes into a strict training. Guys, we've got to be willing to work hard for it. It's going to be painful. Otherwise, I think it's safe to say everyone would be doing it, right? If it was easy, all of us would be doing it. If it was easy, I would want to do it all the time, but there are way too many times where I want to abandon a plan or not even pursue a plan and just say, you know what, I'll just pick it up after the pandemic, <laughs> right? Anybody tempted in these areas to say, I'm just going to pick this back up in the pandem pandemic. It's just like, okay. Not sure exactly what that's going to look like and when. God wants us to thrive even in the midst of uncertain times. So how are you doing in this area of your physical life? Are you approaching it intentionally? Well, let's move on to the, the third and what I consider to be a final piece of physical health, making it a priority to get some adequate rest. So in a very basic sense, we're talking about eating healthy. We're talking about exercising regularly. We're talking about the importance of getting adequate rest, basically allowing for needed rest and recovery of our body, our mind, and our soul. Being willing to slow down to create the needed margin, and I will be the first to admit, I'm not very good at this. I like to stay moving. Generally, I like to stay busy to an extent. If I can busy myself, maybe to tell myself that, well, I don't need to do some of these things because I'm busy, right? We make excuses. We justify ourselves. But we have to be willing to slow down. It's as important spiritually as it is physically. We need to create the needed margin for our physical bodies to rest and recover. You know, I don't know about you, but I think that in many ways this pandemic stretch, not that I would wish it on any of us, but I think it's probably been a pretty good teacher for many of us as we consider maybe some recalibration of the rhythm of our lives, right? The things that we are used to doing, the excuses maybe often we're used to giving that, well, I, I can't participate in that. I can't do that personally because I'm already overcommitted in these other areas of my life. Friends, I would hope that one of the things that comes out of this extended period of time is that there might be some recalibration of rhythm and with the recalibration of rhythm also comes some of the recalibrating of our priorities. For the things that we often busy ourselves with are not 
at times the most important things that we should be about. The fact is, when it comes to this issue of adequate rest, we know that God instituted and yet He also modeled, being through Jesus, this thing known as Sabbath. And Sabbath was instituted, of course, to ensure that rest was prioritized. That even when God created the heavens and the earth, we know that on that seventh day that it says he rested from his work and time and time again we find reference in scripture to this important principle of Sabbath. It may not be for you a literal 24-hour period. It may not fall always at the same time, but in your rhythm, are you finding reason and margin for this rest and recovery, the needed Sabbath? The writer of Hebrews speaks of the Sabbath and puts it this way in Hebrews 4 and verse 10. For anyone who enters God's rest, now referring to in relationship with God, we're not saying final resting place, okay? But we're saying for anyone who enters in relationship, enters God's rest, also rests from their works, just as God rested as he did from his. Are you good at letting your mind and your body slow down? Can you shut things off when they needed to be shut off? Now, I say this, and I'm indicting myself because I know that how difficult it is sometimes to just shut the mind off or waking up early and your mind gets going and you can't shut it off. And finally, it's just like, okay, I don't think I'm falling back to sleep. I'm getting up. Those things happen. And we don't need to shame ourselves or we don't need to be hard on ourselves for those things happening. But do we give ourselves some margin within our entire rhythm? Do we give ourselves even some margin within the given day? Do we allow enough time in bed? Even if you struggle with sleeping at times, like I'm committing seven to eight hours that I'm gonna be in bed and I hope I sleep most of them. Rest isn't something that we can or should take for granted. Ask anyone who has insomnia, right? And I'm sure there's a number of us that probably struggle here with insomnia. And people who are saying, you know, that it's just like, oh, I just can't take the time to rest. And some would think, it's like, if I could only get that kind of rest. Want to encourage you if if ins- if it goes to the extent of insomnia, seek the help that y- that you can have at your disposal to try to help with that need because we need to have adequate rest, not only in what we eat but in how we exercise, but how we rest. All of these things play into how we are doing in our physical lives beyond the mask. Guys, this pandemic experience is exacting a certain toll on us. But it doesn't have to break us. It doesn't have to break you in any of these areas. Maintaining the upper hand physically, in essence, is about establishing healthy habits. Establishing healthy habits in your consumption, establishing healthy habits in your Fitness, establishing healthy habits in your margin and rest. Our culture 
gets so caught up with this thing we describe as body image, right? Our culture has described for us what kind of that perfect 10, what that perfect body is like. And we struggle when we talk about health, when we see all the images that are put in front of us to think, okay, well, if I don't look like that, then I'm simply not healthy. It's just not the case. It's a lie from the enemy. God has created us in his image, right? As Psalm 139 says, God, you have fearfully, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And sometimes we may feel like we're leaning more on the fearfully. Whoa, <laughs> this is kind of scary for me. Other times we might feel like we're leaning on and we're seeing through God's eyes. God, I see how I am wonderfully made. The fact is, is we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God wants us to embrace both of those things, both in the challenge, both in the invitation of being made in the image of God. And to take seriously this part of our lives, the physical health. There are so many programs. There are so many formulas out there that are given to have the perfect body. I want to simply encourage you to find your rhythm. To find what works well for you in your physical life and be willing to pursue it. You know, as we near the holidays, there's still opportunity to establish some healthy habits, even prior to Thanksgiving, about a week and a half away. And if you're able to maybe establish at least one or two healthy habits going into Thanksgiving, so that on the other side of that overhaul that needs to happen yet again, that you have something to come back to. And then you've got a few weeks, right, before then you hit the Christmas season. Not that I think God wants us to ride some sort of roller coaster, but if we don't choose to start, if we're not intentional about starting sometime, and why not start now? It's really easy to go, well, gosh, Thanksgiving's coming. What's the point? And then, well, after Thanksgiving, I mean, I really need to start stretching my stomach for Christmas, right? That was kind of a joke within my uh, wife's family that we would joke about, well, you know what, I mean, to be good stewards of this holiday that is to come, we, we probably should start stretching our stomach so that we're prepared for and not painfully receiving this holiday to come. You might have noticed that I quickly got on board with that line of thinking. But it didn't always end after the holiday, right? We have the opportunity to make those choices. The reality is, is that we need to look beyond the visible surface of things that are right now. We need to look beyond the mask. And I hope it's your desire to want to say, as the scripture says that we read earlier, God, I want to honor you with my body. I want to honor you with my body. However that needs to look, and however that looks for me, God, I want to be able to faithfully say, that I am doing what I can to honor you with my body. You know, some of us here today hear a message like this and we're thinking, you know what, we're, we're already doing that work. And man, if you're there, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now probably for more of the majority of us, and I'll put myself in, that, in the other camp, that if not, 
then why not start? And why not start in the area of our healthy eating? Then why not start in the need for some regular exercise, even if it means walking stairs or, you know, or circling around your house, and then maybe your neighbors will call a mental health worker to come do a wellness check on you, and you can just tell them you're just getting some physical exercise. Or maybe in the midst of all of the stress and the uncertainty, it's, it's disciplining yourself to quiet yourself down getting away from media, getting away from social media, getting away from any other stuff that brings negativity or negative thoughts into your life and say, you know what, I need some margin because when I take some time for margin, then I can get some of the needed rest and recovery to face what is coming in the next day. I want to invite the team if they'll come back up this morning and we're going to share in our response time today a song that's simply titled, There's Nothing That Our God Can't Do. And I want you, as we will share this song and share in this time, and of course, as you have opportunities to respond if you'd like, whether at the prayer wall, whether over at lighting the candle, whatever it may be, even at an altar of prayer, that you just allow this time to be a time where you connect and you hear from God, God, what are you saying to me? And then what are you asking me to do? But I want us to allow the message of the song too. There's nothing that our God can't do. To, to hear this message, God, just one word. You calm the storm that surrounds me. Just one word, and the darkness has to retreat. Friends, I don't know about you today, but there's probably plenty of storminess around you. It's probably a measure of darkness that you feel is surrounding you. And what we need to be reminded of in those times is God is victorious over that. There is nothing that is more powerful than God. There is nothing that our God can't do. There is nothing that your God can't do within your life. Will you surrender himself? Will you surrender yourself to him? in your spiritual life, your relationships, in your mental health, in your physical health, and even in your emotions, which we'll address next week, because there is nothing that your God can't do. Amen? Will you bow your heads with me as we pray? God, we thank you for the opportunity we have to gather. Certainly, this stretch of time has taught us that there's nothing we take for granted. God, we keep our eyes on you. We keep our focus on you. God, we want to honor you in every area of our lives, and that includes in our text today, to honor you in our physical bodies. Lord, may we not feel the pressure or the stress in that, but might we feel the freedom that this temple of the Holy Spirit that you have entrusted to us that we would do our very best to care for it well. God, for those here today who maybe just feel that they don't have the strength, and that even goes down to the physical strength, God, that's not a, some sort of indictment on our age or anything else going on, but maybe we're just exhausted, and I think many of us are. God, would you strengthen us today? Would you do as... The prophet Isaiah says that they, they who wait on the Lord, they whose hope is in the Lord will rise up as 
up on wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will not walk and not grow faint. God, strengthen us in you today as we trust that there is nothing that you can't do or overcome. We honor you, God, in our lives. We pray this all in the mighty name of Jesus.